Adiós. blessed and and like super duper um um just happy to be you know healthy and uh being able to 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 make it you know through this um through these trying times you know with you know health and wealth love mm -hmm. and all of the above got it all right so you <laughs> Yeah, so you have the uh, the the story of the song song by um by Cisco with uh Vice documentary. Um, first off, it's so crazy when I read that um it said that Michael Jackson was first supposed to get the thong song. <laughs> um, right. It, was, it you... was just a beat at first though. Like, <laughs> okay, got it. Okay, so it was just like the the beat was kind of intended for Michael, but you ended up making it the thong song. Um, when you first heard when you first heard the song, is that the first thought that came to your mind? We gonna make a song about you know songs about songs? No, <laughs> nah. It was because it because it wasn't really a song at first. It was just a snippet of music, mm -hmm. and if you don't know what a snippet is, it was about like it was only like a like a minute, maybe a minute of just the beat and and that and that um Eleanor Rigby sample. That was the only thing that was on there, um, but the beat was very infectious, and and the melody of the strings was really cool. And so, I was like, uh, "Yo, we need to. I need y'all to stretch this into a song for me. Like, I mean, or just take the take take the snippet and loop it um, mm -hmm. to song length to like three minutes. <clears throat> then once they did, once they did that. Um, I like I was just kind of rocking with the beat because I don't really I haven't really written um yeah. a song like basically throughout my whole career I pretty much just kind of freestyle if you will like sing off the top of, of my head and so I kind of had the basic melody and the, basically the whole song but when I mm -hmm. got up to the chorus I wasn't really sure what I wanted to put there. And right. so I just kind of had to back up from the song for a little bit, and then, like mm -hmm. you said, like I said in in documentary, when I heard that story, told, um, I mean, when I when I told my friends about the story of a, of of that date that I had, and um, and then they came back with their own accounts of the dates that they had, where they finally experienced the same thing. That's kind of when the idea came into fruition. Wow. So, like, when you brought the idea to the attention of um, your label, were they all for it, or were they kind of like, eh, I don't know, I don't know about this one? Um. Well, they didn't want the whole album. Like, they wanted a they wanted a Drew Hill album because mm -hmm. um they because at the time all of the le record labels were being consolidated, um, and so. They, they, they were. Uh, that time was a hip hop label, and at the time, hip hop was extremely taboo. Meaning, yeah. um, in order for like a, a rap artist to get any kind of 
attention or notoriety or or to get like a, a top um charting song kind of had to have like somebody sing on it yeah whereas it's completely the opposite today like <laughs> like they're not gonna yeah. play your record unless you know somebody singing got a got a rapper on there you know what i mean mm-hmm. but at the time it was the, it was the opposite so um we had worked with death jam with the rush hour soundtrack which was our first number one single and at the time we had gotten paid more than any other artist in history to record um that song for them and uh and then we had worked with foxy brown um um mm-hmm. on how to be how to be a player soundtrack and that went platinum so for them they had just their first taste of the other side if you will outside of hip-hop was the success that they had with Drew Hill. So when I came to them talking about wanting to do solo album, they wasn't really for it. They, they wanted, because they did, that, that wasn't what they had success with, and they didn't really understand, you know, R, R&B, you know, this mm-hmm. side of music at all. All they knew was, yo, we just, you know, collaborate. We have Drew Hill now, and and that's what we want. We don't want a solo album. So that's when yeah. I took my went to own money and created the whole album. And then I went to play on the album, and they immediately uh, liked um, song song. Like everybody could tell, like from first listen, that it was a hit. Um, yeah. It was, and I, I knew it was a hit as well. But that's the reason why I asked them to put. Um, got to get it, which was my first single out first. They did not yeah. cut that single off. They they said in in the thing that they cut it off. They didn't cut that single off. They put got to get it out first because I asked them to because I was like, yo, if you put thong song out first, nobody will listen to anything else on the album. But if you put this advertiser out first, then you could put the stake out later. So let's get everybody's attention with the first single. And that's what we did. Got to get it, went platinum. It was out for six months before we even dropped on song. But so okay. they was they was trying to push it. They was trying to push the song ahead of yeah. time. So <laughs> we had to, you know, double dutch. Got it. All right, so what's the song song? Um, do you feel as though the song song had a lot to do with um how popular the songs have become and um in that in that time? Time period. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, that's what that's what uh, Victoria's Secret told us. <laughs> we went to them. We went to them because I had told I had told them to go. I was like, "Yo, we should go to Victoria's Secret before the song drops and see if we can get some kind of partnership." And of course, they didn't do that. So then the song blows up, and then after the fact, they you know we went over there to talk to them and. You know, they were really nice about it. They was like, yo, we would love to work with you and we love your song, but sales of thongs have went up 80% since you, since you dropped that song. So, you know, yeah. here's, here's some free prop, but, you know what I mean? Like, you know, how, <laughs> wow, we don't have to pay you. you. Like, thanks for advertising type shit. You know what I mean? Right. So with the um, R&B era that we have going on right now and um, with a lot of the R&B stars that are in the game as of right now, um, do you have anybody that uh, you would consider as your one of your favorite um, artists to kind of listen to R&B-wise? 
Oh, today? Um, man, it's like, I, man, I don't, I don't really, you got to kind of go search spot <laughs> being nowadays. I mean, because they don't, it's almost like they don't allow us to, to kind of do R&B in the mainstream. Like, it's pretty much, um, you know, people, anybody but black people will get to sing R&B in the mainstream, it, it feels like. Um, um, but I still, you know, when, when you can find them, I really love, like, Jasmine Sullivan. Um, I think uh, Ariana Grande is pretty dope. You know, you know, she only got, like, some touches of R&B in there. Um, I like some two sisters. Uh, uh, what's the name? Um, um, Beyonce's artist. So on, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Brown will still be doing some good music. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? I heard. And then, and then you just kind of fade over into the the rap because they pretty much sing rapping. So <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it's, so my bad for breaking music. Because it's really, it's really like this thing, rap thing. I think I I helped start that, and now it's like the standard R&B music. Got it. So I want to get back to the song. song. I want to ask you this. Um, so did you feel like when um, – did you feel like the creative process of the song was a long time where you kind of just instantly was able to put that – put that particular song together. You just said that when you heard the instrumental, you didn't necessarily know what you wanted to uh, speak on, but uh, how was the creative process with uh, putting together the song song and how global and big it became? Oh, man. Um, I was, well, the first part was how quickly did the song come together? It came together pretty quick. Because, oh, wow. you know, once, once they once they stretched the song, the song, like they basically looped it. Yeah. And then, um, and then you know, I, I came up with the rest of the song in about a day or two, mm-hmm. and then you know, I re- I recorded it in a couple of hours, yeah. and then it was like kind of done. And then like you know, I was I flew over to California with the mm-hmm. record, and I was listening to it, and I was like something's missing, yeah. and and then and then I. That was when I was like, yo, we got to have to rewrite the string. So then the song was pretty much done, but then I, like, deconstructed the song to rewrite the string line so that we wouldn't have to pay for that sample. Mm -hmm. And then even after we did that, I was like, yo, something's still missing. So then we ended up getting, like, a cello player on there because I I thought they were going to get her, too. They didn't show her, but she was... (laughs) So she put the cello in that joint, and and then 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 I said, yo, we got we need a modulation. So that's when we took it up a key. So I think the whole putting the song together probably I think I think the whole process was probably like a week. Wow. Like the song was done, but I kept adding to it. I didn't feel like it was done. It wasn't done done until like a, a week late. Then once yeah. the song was actually done, and we knew. It was a hit, you know, we got it mixed, we got it mastered. And then um once the song had blown up, like uh it was just dude, it was you know what? A lot of the stuff a lot of that stuff I gotta save for the 
for the biography. But I, I can tell you this. I got a I got a world music award. They had mm-hmm. me they had me host the World Music Awards and then they gave me a world music award that was like, Hey, you had you had the best song in the world. I was like, yo, I didn't even know such thing as a world music award, but I hate thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the song... How um, many many people got one of those? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The song uh, got uh, four Grammy nominations. Um, I think it reached, what, number one on the billboard? No, I got eight eight Grammy nominations. Oh, wow. So eight Grammy nominations. It was the most most any artist had gotten, and and the record was broken by Beyonce. I think it was last year. Wow, that's so crazy. Um, the song was produced by Tim and Bob. Um, how was it being able to work with them on that um on that song? Well, it was um it was uh it was interesting because like I said, like they came up with the initial beat and 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 the and the sample. So I guess like the I guess like the structure or like the skeleton of the song was already there, but, um, but, 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 you know, making it into a song was, was a collaborative effort that they even said on, on the, um, they even said on the thing that it was, you know, it was some, it was some things that I had wanted to do with the song that ultimately mm-hmm. ended up, ended up working that they didn't want to do initially. Yeah like the modulation and the string lines and the cello and, you know, everything that kind of, you know, took the song to, that, that made the song complete is it, were a lot of the things that they weren't really a fan of. Yeah. So, yeah. but it was, it, it wasn't, but it wasn't bad because, you know, those kinds of conversations, yo, it, they can, can be, they can become toxic and you can and the composition can get just get squashed from yeah. just the sheer weight of negativity but mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't like a negative thing it was just like a it was one of those things where the song it was almost like it kept getting better and they were getting like afraid that if we added too much it was going to break what was already good <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But it was like I could, I kind of could hear the finished product in my head, and yeah. so it was almost like doing the best I could to, to, to basically put the song into the puzzle piece that was in my mind. And once it was there, then I think we all knew that we had something special. Got it. All right. So on the R&B side of um, today's. Um, R&B music. Um, I want to ask you, what do you think R&B music is missing today? Um, you have we have so many good artists that are out, um, men and women. Uh, but what do you think mm-hmm. the R&B game is really, really missing at this very moment? Like, what do we need right now? Well, in my personal opinion, I think um, it's a bit of a identity crisis. Yeah. And I think it derives from artists not really new artists doing everything they can to get attention because of the way the industry is structured. It's structured where 
they give the attention to the artists they want to give the attention to. And mm-hmm. so new artists are afraid to pay homage to the people that may have been a part of their success. And because of that, I think it's a little distracting when you hear somebody or you see somebody and you can see a clear influence from other artists, but they never mention them. So yeah. when you're looking at them, you like saying, you know what, he, he or her, they just like so-and-so. Why yeah. don't never give them no props? And they never do. And so every time you see them, they just kind of like a, 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 a version of the artist that they never give props to. Whereas, like, for instance, Drew Hill, y'all sound like Jodeci. Thank you. I was totally doing my best Jodeci impression. Thank you. Yeah. I'm glad that you saw that. Don't forget Boys and Men because we were trying to sound like them too. That's who we, that's who we were. And so by me saying, yo, I'm doing my best Michael Jackson impression, it allowed you to get past th- that. You you don't mm-hmm. have to put me, because I'm not trying to be in the, I'm not saying that I'm not doing, sounding like Jodeci. I'm not trying to steal their sound. I'm doing the best that I can to pay a homage. So once, yeah. you know, get past that, then you kind of can appreciate the artist for who they are, but man, when you got all these artists and everybody biting each other's styles, it just and nobody giving nobody props because everybody want to be seen, then it's just confusion. Everybody confused. You, the artists, even confused. They don't even know who they are no more. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I think nah. it's just a little bit of confusion. I think it's that you just gotta do the best that you. I, I think if if every if Soul music checks its soul. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just be true to your soul, man. And, you know, do what's, do what's right. And and I think I think it'll come because, man, it's like the way that the industry is structured, it, it almost paints a picture of the only way you can succeed is by doing something foul. You know what I mean? I think it's that mm-hmm. negative energy that's holding, that's holding back what was was truly there because man there's so many talented artists i mean you got artists that's out there that's probably got like great ideas but instead of you know expressing themselves in that way they you know jump a bandwagon or something and now mm-hmm. everybody sound the same yeah. you know what i mean Absolutely. So that's just that. my take i could be wrong though i mean Right. Right. So I, I told you. I don't know. Keep it the same and keep sampling my music because I own the master, so it's all good. <laughs> gotcha on that one. So, what yeah. upcoming ventures do you have, and what uh like do you have a plan for twenty twenty one, and you have coming up for this uh, year? Absolutely. Well, we got a I, I, I um finally um created a song um <laughs> that we are putting on on this uh Cisco World store this summer finally this this whole time um as well as uh a new single that I did with Omar Wilson, Sean Stockman and and Raheem Devon which is uh the the remake of Quincy Jones Secret Garden. And then uh we got the 8 is enough tour with uh we bring in all of the members of Drew Hill back and going wow, on tour. That's awesome. 
Right? It's like, oh, yeah, I was looking at I thought that nigga was up there the last time, but he wasn't. But there you go, all right. <laughs> That's great. That's going to be awesome. So I want to ask Thank you this. You. Um, I'm, I'm almost down to my last question, but I want to ask you this one. So um, out of all the people that you've worked with, um, who who is someone that you really, really want to want to get that, that chance to um, work with in the music industry? Man, um... Man, it's, I mean, it's a couple. I, I, I would, I wouldn't mind working with uh, Timberland yeah. or you know some of the some of the new um, some of the new female rappers. Maybe some of the new female singers. Like man, like uh, you know, Jasmine Sullivan is my favorite um, female singer. But yeah, um, yeah man, that would that that would be dope to work with her. Or a song with Beyonce would be dope, but you know, Jay Z ain't never letting that happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, who else? Oh, you know what? My final answer: Eminem. Oh, wow. that would be, be dope, right? Yeah, definitely. That would definitely be dope. I think that would be dope for sure. All right, so uh, with it being Black History Month, uh, I want to ask you this one too. Uh, what is one song that has to be in your Black History Month? Uh, February playlist. Uh, what is one song that has to be in that playlist for Black History Month? Um, man, one song. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm in there now, right? I'm black, so so don't do song 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 get to go in there. <laughs> I'm black, and it's history, I mean, right? I made yeah. history. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so because I read for Respect Magazine, I want to ask you this, and this is my last question. Well, my second to last question. Um, and when you see or hear the word respect, uh, what are the first things that come to your mind? Like I know people have different definitions of that word, but what is your definition of uh, the word respect? Hmm. Wow, I, I've never thought of it. Uh, yeah. Respect. I think, um, well, the first thing – that pops in mind is earned. Um, I think in order to be respected, you you probably have to do something that garners um, that garners respect, and uh, you know it's a I guess it's a paying of the dues scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, you know you have to have to look at how consistent um, a person is with what it is that they um that they do and hopefully you know it's something that's that's not done with malice and something that's done um i think uh i think the respect is earned by not by not doing something to earn respect yeah got it yeah i like the answer all right so what i'm gonna finish it off with this one um with the Bang Black History Month, I want you to finish this sentence. My black is beautiful because, and you finish the sentence with uh, why you feel your black is beautiful. So, do you want to go? There? My black is be- My black is beautiful because because mm-hmm. people want to emulate the things that my black does. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right, and that'll end my interview with uh, with you, Cisco. Thank you so much for joining us. That's what's up. Thanks for asking some some thought-provoking questions. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thank you so much again, and enjoy the rest of your day.